welcome to episode 7, series 1 of the Western Front. Thanks for downloading, thanks for subscribing, thanks for liking, thanks for commenting. Don't forget you can also follow us on Twitter, WFrontW. And thanks to everyone who I laid down the challenge during the week on the Western Front Twitter. Connect now and one of us will pose, Lockie Reid or myself, will pose in a Colin Young type bath shot. And I hate to say it, but Lockie Reed was the most popular wanted by the fans. So, yes, we'll be getting that photo for you in the not-too-distant future. You may have heard of the Mother's Day Massacre all those years ago. Well, Saturday night was the 50 flogging. That's right, the 50th Western Derby, 91-point winners, the West Coast Eagles, the second-biggest derby margin in history, the fifth-lowest score in Fremantle club history, and the second-lowest goal output in just two goals by Fremantle. They did kick one goal once against uh, the Adelaide Crows. Lockie Reed, we're going to go through the winners and the losers and the basic ladder shortly but have you recovered from what we witnessed with 56,000 other fans on Saturday night no I haven't Tim I'm still disappointed now can I set the record straight here you and I we don't support the West Coast Eagles and we don't support the Fremantle Dockers correct but but Tim yes I so want Fremantle to be part of finals footy because Mm. one is a journo it's exciting to have two teams in the finals and going their way through to a grand final. What was it, 2006, when both made the prelim and then West Coast got on to win the premiership? That was just the best year of journalism ever. Come on, Frio. Seriously, turn up. Give yourselves a chance of finals. That was poor on Saturday night. They had everything on the line. West Coast didn't have Josh Kennedy and they put up a feeble performance, Tim. Let's backtrack. Round 16, a four-point win to Hawthorne over Collingwood. They've got the wobbles, haven't they, Collingwood? John Worsfold, he's fighting for his job, but he's doing okay. They had a 10-point win, and they're in the eight, the Bombers, over the Sydney Swans. Terrible by the Gold Coast Suns. Richmond are coming. They're getting some of their troops back by 92. The showdown... Don Pike, hello. All of a sudden, <laughs> Pike Port Adelaide by 57. The Bulldogs, they're just going to annoy people all the way to the end again. 16-point winners over the Cats, who looked a bit shaky. West Coast, we know, 91 over Fremantle. More on that shortly. Your mob, Melbourne, hung on to yeah, beat Garton. Uh, we're coming, Tim. We're coming the Ds. 105 to 100. <laughs> North Melbourne under Reece Shaw. Just keep on keeping on. 39-point winners. Alan Richardson, the heat is on. And Brisbane Lions, you predicted this. 20-point winners over GWS. So, Lockie Reid, as we take a look at the ladder, how does it look after 16 rounds? Well, the Caddies, they are sitting there, but after that loss on the weekend, they'd be very nervous. West Coast just behind, uh, one game behind in second position. Then it goes to Pies, the Lions, my team. Not my team, but I'm jumping on board for the rest of the season. Uh, They're sitting in fourth position. That's an awesome performance. The Giants... Disappointing, always disappointing. Richmond in sixth, yeah, seventh on, is Port Adelaide, and the Adelaide Crows hanging on to eighth position. Then it's Essendon and North Melbourne. Fremantle in 11, Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne, Sydney, St Kilda, <laughs> your team, Tim, and Melbourne. Well, they're just looking for draft picks. Carlton in 17th, and the Gold Coast Suns last. Yeah, briefly, Essendon were in the eight, as I mentioned, but they got tipped out after that win of Port Adelaide yesterday, of course. So let's backtrack. Let's backtrack and forget about what you have to say and forget mm-hmm. about what I have to say for now. We're going to comment shortly on what took place in the 91-point drubbing of Fremantle by the West Coast Eagles in Derby 50. Here is the coach of the Fremantle Dockers, Ross Lyon, and what he thought about the performance. Their ability to hit the scoreboard tonight was too easy and it was against, you know, no Kennedy and then it was against their average of the year. So they kicked very straight, but they got it in good spots. So 
Um, confidence can't be bought, it comes from action. Pre-season we worked really hard to build some belief and then we started well and got some belief and we've been in every game, so I expected to be in this game tonight. Um, in some facets we were, but ultimately we weren't. Um, I, don't, I don't think it would be a rock bottom. I, I think they'll, they'll see that we can be better than that and again pick a team. Um, we've had some challenges with availability, we understand that, and for a young list that can be challenging. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll need to get moving. Yeah, I've been really proud of the group's effort up until this point, and, but all of us coaches and players, we, we wear this and we expect... I don't want to, I'm not here to defend the indefensible. I don't think we turned it up. We had more entries, more... But still, it was, it was a bit deceptive, the numbers. OK, so that sums it up. There's Ross Lyon with a generic view on what went wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't defend it, right? Yep, no, true, you can't defend it, no. Now, Ross, as he is prone to do, he goes into a press conference, does he not? And often he goes into a press conference and he controls the narrative by yep. giving long-winded answers. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. It was a moving feast tonight, so the numbers are a bit confusing. Um, you know, where you want to get the ball back and um, centre forward. We, we did a lot of that, but it was a moving first quarter. They really got us out of transition, out of our forward 50 and our attacking mid, and we didn't handle their release. and um, So they made us pay there. Um, I thought we butchered opportunities our way to keep us in the game. So I think seven seven shots first quarter, six come out of transition, which we should be able to handle better than we did, so it was disappointing. We'd planned for that, didn't quite execute. Second quarter, then it become out of the middle, whether it be a free kick. I don't think they just walked out, but um, that six entries and kicked, I think, five goals won. So... At one, one point, it was a black hole. Then there was eight entries, seven goals against. So that, that's going to deflate you. There's a lot of footy speak there. <laughs> I didn't quite get a lot of that. And I don't think that Joe Punter gets a lot of it. No. I think it sounded like a coach talking to the players. I heard Nick Del Santo on Melbourne Radio saying that's how Ross speaks to the players. So I don't know whether that was quite apt for the fan and the member. It didn't quite make sense. No, the fans want to know what went wrong. They know that... Fremantle up until two weeks ago have been a very good team and they've been finals contenders. Then they let themselves down against the Demons, although they lost a few players. Lost to the Gold Coast Demons, Carlton, and got flogged in a derby. So that is the concern now. And the Freo Freo fans don't want to know, oh, well, our average losing margin up until the game on Saturday night was 11 points. That, That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You should be in finals contention right now. And right now, as we sit, they haven't even had more wins than last year or the year before. So until you do that, the Freo fans are going to be really angry. But surely they're going to have more wins. So they've had seven wins. They had eight the last two years. And they, and this rebuild started when Fife got injured or suspended or injured a couple of years ago. Several seasons ago. Well, so where, their... where are they at in the rebuild then? Well, well, the rebuild's just still battling along, Tim. Re-stumping, re-plumbing, yeah. rewiring. So they got give me give me a yes or no in terms of whether they're going to win these games. All right, this You're is asking me. I'm asking you now. This is dangerous. All right, Hawks. No. Sydney at home. Yes. Bulldogs away. No. Geelong at home. No. St Kilda away. Yes. Essendon at home. Yes. Port Adelaide away. No. So there's three, and they're sitting on seven now. So they get to ten wins. They can't make the finals on that. But you know what's going to happen with that? Mm. 
that will be ticked as a massive improvement by certain people at Fremantle. Well, it's two more wins than they have in the last two seasons. And the back half of the season, they've been disappointing. Is that good enough? Well, I'm not a Fremantle fan. Ask the fans. Get onto our Twitter, WFrontW. If you have an opinion, get in touch with us. Ask us a question and we'll try and deal with it on the next episode of the Western Front. Now, you talk about development of the club and where they're going. And sorry, Fremantle fans, but the fallout from this derby on the weekend is huge. So that's why we're spending plenty of time on it today. If you've got an opinion, WFrontW is our Twitter. Get on Follow us, like us. And we're not smashing Fremantle here. Like, like seriously, I want them to make the finals. Why? I want to see this club that has battled Why? since 19... Because I think It's easier to work, is it? There's good... No. There's good people around Fremantle that deserve... The fans... Who are the good people? The fans. There's a lot of great people, the fans, that just deserve... Dan Donnelly sitting over there in the Gods' He's chief of staff at he has, uh, He's thinking about burning his scarf. He's so Lucky, frustrated. Lucky. We were standing outside Optus Stadium, mm. okay, near the Nicky Winmus tr- uh, statue. Yeah. How good was that? Mm. And the lovely ladies walked past... He's going to win, Gussage. <laughs> my answer was, West Coast by lots and Gaff will win the medal. Yeah. Well, that didn't go down well, Lockie. No, I wouldn't have thought it did. Well, I can only be honest, You're Lock. only stirring the public. I was right, Lockie. a Lockie. nice man. 91 and he should have almost won the medal. But anyway, <laughs> hey, look, bottom line is, are they developing the right players? Ross Lyon had this to say as part of his post-match press conference, just repeating they did lose by 91 points. I'm really disappointed. Um come here to perform better than what we did against the reigning Premier but um, well, there's a lot of things going right at this football club from the board through to our um, football operations coaches and players So, um, but tonight is really disappointing but we, we'll take the feedback um, have a sharp review um, learn what we need to we've got a lot of young players out there, Croden gets the shoe in and experiences that, Griffin Logue on Darling, that, those sort of things. I could go into more detail, but take the feedback and learn and improve. And that's the only thing we can do and prepare and train well and, and put on a better performance than in Launceston. That, that's all we can do. Now, you've got an issue with the young team thing, yeah. the developing team thing. So this is my issue right now. In the middle of the ground to start the game in Derby number 50... Sandlands was in the ruck. Fife was ruck rover. What was in Mundy that, what's was in, in the middle. Sli- sorry. What's in that sleeve? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So Sandy, Fife, <laughs> Mundy and Walters. What would the average age oh, of that midfield be? 29. Hmm. Probably that. even higher. Okay. Probably even higher. Two wow. over 30 and yeah, one closer to 30. True, and true. Walters mid-20s. True. Their average age... In Saturday's Derby was yes. 25 years, 149 days. Yep. The West Coast Eagles, 26 years. So not much at all. Not much. So what's wrong? They're not developing their players. But whose fault's that? Well, probably the coach and the oh, coaching hello. staff. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it you, took you a while. You it took you a while. Out. Yeah, and you jumped straight on the hook. But I've been saying that for ages. Well, Paul Hazelby said on our Western Wrap, our news last week, that he said that it's time for Monday to go out of the middle. He had a great no, start to the they've season. they've done that before. Time for him to go out of the middle, throw him to half foot, and they have to start putting game time no. and and midfield time into Chera and Brayshaw. 
<sighs> the best, I thought the best three on the weekend for Fremantle, I thought Darcy Tucker was yep. almost his best game ever mm-hmm. for Fremantle. Yep. I thought McCarthy toiled hard. Yes, I think uh, he was beaten on the day, yeah, but, but I thought he worked pretty hard. Right, he was yes. being mugged, mate. He had yeah. four blokes mugging him every time he went near the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Croden tried hard. Yes. No impact, but tried hard. And I thought Hamling down back battled away. Well, Hamling always battles away. He's a Trojan. But, I love But Joel their Hamling. stars didn't have any impact. But look, you know what? Hill, Fife and, and, and Walters have carried them in losses yeah. as well. So Walters could... had a bit of a purple patch where, you know, the game was over, but he sort of turned it up a little bit. Fife, he just struggled all day. He's been a bit frustrated. So, Lockie, on the uh, on the Twitter, on our mm. Western Front handle, we threw up this question. Uh, Actually, you broke the rules last week too, by what, the way. What did I do? Tweeted. Well, I said that you weren't allowed to be on Twitter because you were heavily... Sedated. Sedated. Yeah, what do I do? <laughs> you not only got on Twitter, but you spent 24 hours a day every day Sorry. on Twitter. Sorry, you don't So that, to uh, your lovely li- wife, Bronwyn, yep. um, you let me down, Bron. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> steal the phone from him means take the phone away and put it somewhere where he can't find it. Coach Pressure Cooker, have your vote and subscribe. Uh, who is under the most pressure? 42%. Alan Richardson, mm-hmm. 45% Ross Lyon, 4% Leon Cameron, 9% Don Pike. We had 356 votes. Was that leading into the Derby? That was after. That was after so the after. Derby. So this is posted yesterday, so, Sunday. So Ross coaches his 300th game this weekend. He's got another year to go on his Dockers contract. I'm going to put it back to you because you threw it to me a couple of weeks ago. What gets him another deal at Fremantle? Does 10 wins, which we've spoken about, does that get him no. another deal no. at Fremantle? No. So they'll go into next season with him coming out of contract at the end of that that's season. That's the way it is. I think that's fair too. That's the way it is. Mm. He has wanted another contract by his speak in more recent times. So, okay, if Fremantle don't offer him another year, and I know he's got another year, so he's got to get out of his contract, and if Carlton come to him and say, hang on, mate, Fremantle haven't offered you any more, so you could be out of a job at the end of next year. What does he do? He's in a bind because it's very hard to get out of contracts, isn't it? Mm. Uh, He's got one to go. Uh, All the fallout from all the other clubs right now, timing is not perfect for him. No, because there might not be a job next year. Correct. There could be three or four this year. Correct. Like if you think about... So St Kilda will probably get a new coach, won't they? I think so. Carlton will get a new coach. North Melbourne will get a new coach. That's all this year. They're the guaranteed. So the other coaches that are struggling, would he want to go to Adelaide? Pike, Pike, Warsfold, and then the tenure at Sydney, albeit I think he'll stay there. Yeah. And if Melbourne don't improve, then he might be under the pump next year. He's he's got three more years. I think he signed a long-term deal, so they're going to stick it out with him, with Simon Goodwin. So... Wow. It'll be very interesting. He, Ross Lyon has now lost the reins of his own future. Mm. Because now what's happened in the last month, what happened on Saturday night, what could happen in Tassie and what could happen in the last half a dozen weeks could decide his future. It doesn't put him in the box seat. He was in the box seat when he was hugging and kissing and getting down on the ground and smiling and happy and cracking jokes. He was coaching well. He looked happier. 
I understand a lot of the speak that he comes up with. He's trying to remain positive with his group. And he doesn't want to bag his players or no. or get stuck into his players. I don't, I, he might do that behind but the he's scenes, never but start. he's never been a guy that's ripped into a bloke. No. Or ripped into his team. Now, I know now he probably isn't listening to this, but I'm, not, I'm sure there are people who are who will comment on social media, and, and we know that Ross does uh, cherry pick and uh, some pick some low-hanging fruit when it comes to the media. He knows uh, where to hear it and what to say. I suggest that he um, is under enormous pressure right now. And, and, and pressure because I think he was in, as I said, he was in the box seat. He's now no longer in the box seat. Dale Alcock's a smart businessman. Peter Bell's a smart man. Steve Rossich is a solid CEO. There's trouble looming for Ross Lyon unless he can do some dramatic things in the run home to this year. I'll throw this one up too. So Fremantle kicked two goals 19-31 yep. in the derby. Yep. So obviously there was some bad kicking in there. Six rush behinds. Six rush behinds, and there were some misses that shouldn't have missed. Peel Thunder kicked three goals 10-28. Mm. Now Hogan hopefully will come back, but three goals 10-28, that doesn't look like any key forwards no. that's sitting in... No. The reserves no. that's going to come in and no, change right. things over the next couple of weeks. No, there's not. Tabiner's out for the rest of the year. There's not. And I understand that. And Brendan Cox was an injury. I, I get all of that. Sean Darcy's being managed. I get it all. I get all well who's not there. But everyone's the same. Richmond have been through the same yeah. and it comes through the other end. Collingwood are feeling it right now. West Coast have had their patches this year with injury and blokes not being there. Didn't have Gaff for the first month. Didn't have Nat Nui till a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, Kennedy's been in and out of the side. There's a whole range of players in it. Oh, look, I'm going to get to you uh, another topic in a moment. Yeah, okay. Um, Michael Braun's going to be under the pump. If you reckon Is Ross he? Lyon's under the pump. Okay. You wait till you hear what I've not got to say. Not my man Brawny. Yeah, your man Michael Braun. Uh, hey, coming up, um, so, so in regards to the coaches under the pump. Do we think Do we think Leon Cameron's under the pump because they simply are underachieving? Well, they're certainly underachieving. Been there long enough, mate. Yeah, he has been there long enough. There's been a few unsettling things over the years, though, hasn't it, where they've lost key players to other clubs, but then they stole players from other clubs when they first started. You'd have to think he would be a little bit under the pump, but right now... You know, he's still a contender for the Premiership, so you wait at least till the end of the year to see where they finish. Don Pike's under enormous pressure. Mm. It's Adelaide, mate. Strange joint. Yeah. No disrespect. And he's not an Adelaide boy. No. He's a WA boy, so they'll Same come after him. Same as Warsfold. I mean, Wush has had a couple of good wins. What about Port Adelaide? Some of their footy on the weekend was simply superb. Hey, coming up on the show, left field, right field. Have we mm. done that yet? No, we haven't done that. Have We've we just done spoken Tim- about the Derby. <laughs> Is that all we spoke yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to move through a bit quicker, Tim. If you're going to host this show, you need to really keep it tight, mate. All right? Tim's top three. That's coming up. Yep. I introduce that, though. You don't introduce that. Read the play, mm, which is that, a bit where you yeah. sort of predict. Yes. And I, Gostradamus, predict. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Bankwest votes from the Derby. Yep. And that's where I get into Michael Braun. Right. Okay. What was he thinking? Was he yeah. okay? Yeah, I know fine. he loves his red wine, but he shouldn't have had a four <laughs> bottles of it before he gave his votes. All that and more on the way. This is the Western Front Podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, WFrontW. Back after we pay a few bills. 
If you want news delivered differently... Rebel Wilson is co-hosting the show tonight. It's confusing, Carrie, cos I like... I'm also blonde and white, so... <laughs> the project is where it's at. Tomorrow is the National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence. If it's going down... What the hell is going on? We're breaking it down. Would you go so far as to say that Facebook have destroyed democracy? We need to go back to MySpace, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's the news tuned to a different beat. Good times, Carrie. Good times. The project, weeknights on 10. Confident kid. Um, he's got to work on his celebrations, I think, after Archery's goals. I, I did notice that just before. So, uh, look, he is in the side to help provide a bit of pressure. He's probably coming a bit earlier than we anticipated, but he's bringing pressure and he, he's finishing off his work. So he probably had six or seven possessions and kicked four goals um, in a position that's really hard to master. So early days yet, keep a lid on it. Um, he's, he's going well. I'll let the leaders take care of that one. Yes, that's Adam Simpson talking about Jared Cameron, who kicked four goals, four kicks, three goals in a quarter, and celebrated like he was... The greatest player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Jared Cameron to a T. Yeah, look, he, he certainly uh, lit the joint up, didn't he, on a very gloomy night. Um, they were very impressive, and they've got a lot to like now. They've got hosting Collingwood Friday night. They win that. They're two games clear. Mate, they are one step away. To a grand final. Yeah, yeah, you'd think they'd get those home finals and then they'll be there on grand final day. I like their forward line too. I like the mix. I was wondering whether maybe Cameron is one extra, but uh, Cripps is such a good player. Cameron was, all he needs to do is have 10 minutes like he did in that second quarter. Then you got Liam Ryan who works his backside yeah, off. I did. haven't seen a man that runs so much. Yeah. He's unbelievable. And then Willie, Willie didn't have a great game, but he'll have a moment or two. He had that soccer he goal. He had the soccer goal, exactly man right. Man United. Oh, didn't I call that well too? Did you call that on radio? No, but tell us about it. Oh, Parcels, no, keep no. wrapping yourself do you up. Wanna, do you want to hear how yeah, well Okay, I let's have a listen. Okay. Ryan slips over as he gathers. He hand passes over his head and might come off okay. of the night, I reckon. <laughs> people, people, for those who are listening to this podcast, this bloke is sitting in there, he's pulling up his pants, like, there you go, ah, there you go, kiddies. Uncle Lockie nailed the commentary of Willie Rioli's soccer goal from 40 metres out. Do you hear it again? Ryan slips over as he gathers, he hand passes over his head and might come off okay. <laughs> Nice work by you. For those who don't know, I'm just going to paint you the picture. Here he is, Lockie Reed, in the podcast booth. And we're in a very small booth. It's very hot. And he's pulling his pants up and like, ah, there you go, kiddies. There's Uncle Lockie's commentary. Ah, good listening, good listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to hear it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Big Den. Me and Big Dennis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Triple M, Mix 94.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. How'd you go? Did you call it? With your bad back. Could you get off your chair with the bad back? Yep. Did you? Yeah, get I excited? did well. I, I commentated with Robbie Wiley on AFL Nation. I saw that. He was really good. Yeah, he's a good man. Really, really good. Mm. Really, really good. He's one of the most unsuccessful assistant coaches in the world. But, geez, good special <laughs> comments, man. Nah, he's very good. Very, very good. All right, Tim. Tim's top three yeah. is coming our way. Yeah, 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 Give yeah, Give us yeah, your yeah. three, two, and one. Significant day on the weekend for Australian football with the launch of the Nicky Winmar statue. Yes. 
Yeah, it hasn't sunk in yet. I've just uh, overwhelmed. So there it is. There is the unveiling of the statue. Because that dates back to 1993, coming off at mm. uh, Victoria Park, holding the jump up to Collingwood fans. Yeah. You, you are... I Now, jump on Twitter, journos out there, if this is untrue, but I am making a prediction that you are the only member of the current working media that was actually still working in 1993. Could you name anybody else that was, was around Duff in 1993? Was Duff, was Duff around oh, there, Mark Duff, Duff, Duff? Duff, were you around in 1993 as in hardcore yeah. at the college? Tanya Armstrong, would she have been around 1993? Might have been. Yeah. She might That's have been six, it, but she was around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, here we go. Tim's top three. Now, this is on the back of the Nicky Winmar yep. uh, statue at Optus. Yep. My top three, Nicky Winmar, Doug Hawkins... Dennis Lilly. There it is. There is the top three. Work that one out, wonder boy. <laughs> Nicky Winmar. Doug Hawkins. Dennis Lilly. Now, has it got to do with statues? No. No? No. Oh. No statues. But the Winmar statue gave me the inspiration. Mm. Still to come, left field, right field. Read the play. Gostradamus. And our Bankwest votes for the Derby. Nicky Winmar. Look at him. Tick, 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 tick. Mm. Not that there's much going on in there. Tick, tick, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Doug Hawkins and Dennis Lilly. Mm. Do you need a hand? Yeah. All righty. People are out there going, well, I know, I know, I know. Mm. If you're new. No, you can't really get on Twitter because you'll know after you hear the podcast and it's all too late. Anyway, Nicky Winmar. 230 games at St Kilda. Finished his career. 21 games at the Bulldogs. Right. Doug Hawkins, 329 games at Footers Grey. Mm. One season, Fitzroy, 995. Oh, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Lilly finished his career. Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, so, bad. three legends of sport, Winmar, Hawkins, and Lilly, all legends of sport, all finishing their brilliant sporting careers at faraway places, so to speak. I don't reckon anyone would have got that. Well, there you go. That's what Tim's no top one. three. Well, it's, not, it's not meant to be easy. Tim's top three. Hey, have we sp- spoken about the Derby? 90, <laughs> yes, 90. No, we've spoken about the Derby. Have we? Yeah, yeah, it's all done. What was that. the margin? We've, we've moved on. It was a lot of goals. 91 points. Yeah. So it's the second biggest loss. 117 points was the biggest loss in a Derby. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day Massacre was 85. Yep. This was 91. Mm-hmm. It's the, they kicked one goal against Adelaide a couple of years ago. They kicked two goals on the weekend. It's the only time they've kicked two goals ever in a game. Yep. Kicked a couple of threes. Yeah, that's a. Flowing. It was a bad day at the office, that's Tim. A... We move on. What are we moving on to now? To then? left field, right field questions. Okay, left field for you. No, let's go right field. Okay. Now we've got our votes coming up. Mm-hmm. We've got our votes coming up for the Bank West Player of the Year. Ten thousand dollars to the charity of choice of the winning player. And it's a bit of a controversy in regards to our votes. Yep. Question, right field. Mm. Who were your best three? On the ground. Mm-hmm. And our good mate, former Western Front contributor, yep. West Coast Eagles, and Glenn Dinning Allen medalist, Michael Braun, was mm-hmm. one who voted. Yes. Yep. And after his one vote and his two votes, I thought, oh, well, he's going to give three votes to Andrew Gaff. Mm. But his three votes had no bearing on the end result, mm. except he gave Jamie Cripps three votes. Yep. Who were your top three, one, mm. and where did you have Jamie Cripps 
in regards to the best players on the ground. And don't put him in a don't just put him in. Oh, I had him in the top random. Place Jamie Cripps in your best on ground voting because Michael Braun, who should never vote again. <laughs> no. no, he wrote it on a piece of paper. Mate, Jamie Cripps kicked four goals. Hang on, Jack he Darling. Had eight score involvements. Mate, I saw the same piece of paper, mate. Michael Braun wrote down all those stats and held it up in the commentary box, into my commentary box. I'm sure he did the same to you. Held it up. He had this many tackles. No, had... we didn't have a go at Brawny. Oh, we did. It's a tough gig. No. Voting. Have you ever been asked? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Do you want to know my story? Who'd you vote? I didn't vote for Michael Barlow and he won it. Oh. But Chris Mayne was easily the best, but I just couldn't bring myself to give him any votes. No, <laughs> no. Cripper was no. one of a few no, outside the no, top No, he three. was not. Cripps yeah, was not was. in the best. He had the score involvements. He had four goals. Mate, Jack Darling and Jared Cameron were the other four goal kickers. Cripps was better than Darling. No, he wasn't. Darling was outstanding. Cripps was better than Darling. So my best three, with one vote... Nick Natanui. And I know all the people out there, oh, you always go on about Nick Natanui. 14 possessions, 11 of them contested, 23 hit-outs, and six clearances himself. Six clearances. That means he actually tapped it down to himself, picked up the football and got it out of the middle, Tim. That's pretty impressive. So you got my one vote. Two votes. I think this is where we disagree a little bit, but I'm going to go. Two votes. Andrew Gaff, 35 possessions, six clearances, very good, rock solid all the way through the game. But the star of the game, the man who gets three votes, and it'll prove it at the end, I reckon, because I've got so much power between you and me and the dynamic duo, Brad Shepard, 25 possessions, 11 rebound 50s, eight one percenters, and he played the most minutes of any West Coast Eagle on the ground. He dominated the first half when the game was set up from halfback and they stretched it out to a 54-point margin at halftime. Who did you give the votes to? Brad Shepard. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> did you say Shepard before that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I had zoned out. <laughs> Now, speaking of zoning out, mm-hmm. oh, well done. Anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to ask me my question. Yes. But I want, to, I want to mention this. Okay. Now, you talked about Andrew Gaffrey. He had, I don't know. He Very had, good Gaffrey. He had 63 possessions or whatever he had. Because no, there's a lot of uh, booing. 35. There's a lot of booing. Lauren Pavlich posted the tweet. Did you see the tweet just before the opening bounce? Oh, no. Not. Did you get involved with Lauren's tweet? Yep. <laughs> Looking forward to tonight's game. Let's cheer on all our boys and rise up as a supporter group with a fist. Hashtag be better than booing. Didn't quite hit the mark, I don't think. They booed from start <laughs> to did. finish, didn't they? They did. And it was loud, wasn't it? Yeah, very loud. The was first loud. one was, in particular yeah. was like, whoa. Anyway, so stuff. look, it didn't go down too well. No. But I can understand Lawrence's okay. passion there. Right field question for you, Tim. I'm ready. Gossage. I'm ready. I'm an Eagles fan. Like, this is hypothetical. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm wearing a beanie. <laughs> I've got memorabilia in my house. In fact, I've got a pool room yeah. of memorabilia. Yeah. I have enough money... For one holiday this year, <laughs> I have enough money for one holiday. Yep. Right now, I have to buy a ticket got to book now, somewhere yeah? for the holiday. I've yep. got to book it yep. and I've got to go. Yep. Do I book a ticket to Bali and I'll get two weeks in Bali? <laughs> or do well, you I said holiday. <laughs> or do I book... You're going to say something nice. Or do I book, because I think there's some cheap flights still going on. I think Tiger might just be 600 what, bucks. To Bali? That, that, hang on, no, no. 
or do I book to Melbourne Grand Final Weekend, Friday through to the Monday? You're an Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles so fan. You, so the question is, should Eagles fans right now book a grand final ticket? Correct. The yeah. last thing the club want you to do is do that right now, I would imagine, because they don't want to be talking about the I don't GF. want to hear the club speak, mate. That's goobly goop. <laughs> goobly goop. Is it goobly goop? Gobbly goop. Gobbly goop. <laughs> that's all right. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no. That's good. You're going to shave today? <laughs> Very unprofessional. Anyway, Yes. Do I book? I'm going to go onto the computer right now because my boss has given me some time off. Do I book Bali or Grand Final? Because I don't want to see any other team in the Grand Final. This is a right field, mate, not left field, so there's not a lot of time to think about it. They're going to make the Grand Final lock. Okay. If you're a West Coast Eagles fan, I'd be booking tickets right now. Right Who you play is a different story, but guess what? I've got, a, I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be one of these two teams, Richmond or Brisbane. Ooh, West, Coast Brisbane. Will, West Coast will make the grand final. Okay, left field question from me. I'm straight into it. You better hurry up. Okay, aside from the score, what was the most important or damaging stat in the derby for West Coast and Fremantle? Most damaging stat was Fremantle 60 inside 50 entries, albeit a lot of them were shallow and just inside 50. 60 inside 50s for just two goals. That's the most damning stat. Hang on, hang on. So the right field's one where you can prepare. The left field's one where you can't prepare. Yep. The right field you took four hours to answer. Sorry. The left field Sorry. you answered straight away. I'm heavily sedated still. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, my left field question yes. is this. That's my hands rubbing together. Will Nat Fife seek a new contract at Fremantle should they fail to make the eight. When's he contracted No to? idea, but, but, <laughs> right. but he will be a free agent or whatever he'll be going forward. Yeah, because I think he's a Fremantle boy now. I think he's a Fremantle boy and I think he's got a couple more years anyway. I'd have to check that out. But... Um, yeah, I think he stays Fremantle. Let's take care of that. Gostradamus, read the play. Predict me something. Okay. Read the play, Lockie Reed. Well, we're talking about Dockers and their futures. We haven't got much time, Lockie. Okay. We're already blowing this time out here on the Western Front podcast. Sean Darcy is a frustrated man, and I think he's going to ask for a trade. Pardon? I think he's going to ask for a trade. So in 2019, he's played five waffle games, 25 uh, league games. He was managed, managed for Aaron Sandlands after only playing three games of AFL footy to come back in a derby. Okay. Yep. And yep. Rory Lobb is a better ruckman than a forward. So Rory Lobb has to be Fremantle's number one man. Okay. My Gostradamus, if I'm predicting right here, right now, that Alan Richardson will be the next coach to bite the bullet and be gone. There you go. Before the season ends? The announcement will be made that this will be That he won't year. be continued. It'll be Tony Shaw-like. Yeah, just get to the end. Yeah. All righty. Hey, we've got votes and that's it. Thanks to Bank yeah. West, our 3 two, one You've already nailed it. Give me your votes. Well, am I, is it yeah, my yeah, votes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you tried the yeah. argument. Uh, one vote, Nick Natanui. Two yep. votes, Andrew Gaff. Three votes, Brad Shepard. He is the Eagles' best player right now. And what's um, sort of ironic and... They're about all from the, the same team. Yep, and? They all played on the winning line, winning yep. team. and? Three, five and nine. They're all odd numbers. Yep, and? 
Uh, no idea. They didn't play in last year's grand final. Very good. Fife, 21 votes. Walters, 14. Shep and Shuey sit on 13 with thanks to Bank West, that great bank. That has been the Western Front podcast. Sorry, Fremantle fans, but if you have a big win down in Hawthorne, we promise you we will give you 90 seconds Come positive on, stuff. <laughs> 90, Come on, 90 seconds of positive stuff next week. This has been the podcast for Western Front. Tell people about it. If you don't like us, tell us on our Western Front Twitter. No, don't do that. I don't like the abuse. W Front W makes the world go round. My people.